When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the mayor of PHNX. This guy, he's the one and only Thunderstick. He's also my vice mayor, the one and only Jesse Friedman. Got a lot of things to talk about today, Derek. So much stuff to talk about. It's kind of ridiculous. Uh, that spring I, training hat. People are very opinionated. Oh, I'm mad about that hat. I'm mad about that <laughs> hat. But let's. we got some good news for you there. And we have some bad news for you about D-backs Fan Fest. But of course, before we get to that, just want to let you guys know this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, as some of you may have seen already on Twitter when asked about the upcoming Fan Fest, uh, the annual event that the D-backs have, typically a free event at Chase Field. Uh, most of you have attended it at some point, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, there was a response to someone's question about when FanFest was going to take place uh, that it had been canceled. And I've actually been working very hard on getting an answer uh, for you guys on this. We got some information last week, but we had to wait until it became kind of official. And uh, now we have some more information about that. Uh, Jesse, FanFest is indeed canceled, uh, but the D-backs will be holding a similar event for Advantage members, corporate partners, and community partners. So the event will no longer be open uh, to the public like it once was. Uh, and that is the information that we had confirmed for us by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, essentially what's happening is the D-backs are, they're no longer holding FanFest. It's no longer the open public. I believe it was free. It's been many years since I attended FanFest, but it, it was it a free, free event was free, that yeah. was open to everyone. Um, and that is no longer happening. That Correct. event, as we know it, is no longer happening. The Diamondbacks instead are holding a similar event, as you said, uh, for season ticket holders and some of the, the insider people of the Diamondbacks community. Of course, the, the goal there is to try to give those people some more exclusive perks, right? Yeah. Try to give them something that not everyone has access to. Uh, for the average fan, that may seem... You know, like they're kind of getting the raw side of this deal, like, oh, that this thing that used to be free that I used yeah. to be able to go to and, you know, yeah. get to say hi to all these players and whatnot no longer exists. And that is unfortunate. Brett Johnson said, D-back said, free stuff for fans. Nah, paywall that shit. All right. Well, and, and to be honest about it, we are somebody that can kind of understand where the Diamondbacks are coming from. Those of you that are diehard, diehard members, we try our best to provide something uh, for you that's that's values your your money and values right. values your time tries to give people back what they wanted and in some cases in the past that involved us putting more of our content behind a paywall 
Uh, and this, and now the model that we moved into, Jesse uh, only has to hide one of his pieces from everybody and put it behind <laughs> the paywall, right? Uh, but for what we try to do in, in lieu of that is we're trying to offer some more diehard exclusive events. So I understand where the Diamondbacks are coming from on this. I will say, though, that my concern, my first question is, are, are the Arizona Diamondbacks really a popular enough franchise to be making this move, right? I feel like FanFest is something that built a good amount of goodwill with the community, yeah. uh, brought in some new fans that might not have cared as much about the team as, as they do when they take their kids out to this event. Like, I, I don't feel like this is one of those things where, honestly, this franchise is popular enough to do this. However, I will say that they haven't had FanFest out there for a few years. Yeah, I, 20, I, I guess they had it in 2020, but that was at Salt River Field. So yeah, it's, well, been, I think, it's been a I while. Mean, I think maybe 2020 might have been back at Chase Field. Oh, 2019 right, might have right. been at Salt River Field. They've tried to do some different things. And one of the biggest problems is space. Right. Like we all want to go to Chase Field and walk around on the field. It's a rare opportunity. We want to get to hang out, uh, enjoy free stuff and do all of that. But I, I used to take my daughter there and I will be the first person to attest that I spent my time waiting in lines for bounce houses almost the entire time, <laughs> like 30, 40 minutes per bounce house. It was kind of crazy. Right. Uh, not to mention the fact that the lines only continued to get bigger to the point where, from my understanding, the Diamondbacks literally had to like remove stuff from the event so that they had more space at Chase Field for all the lines that were starting to form, right? I mean, maybe there's a way for them to come around and, and do this in a better better way in the future. Uh, they did say that this is their first time kind of reconnecting uh, with fans since they had to cancel their last few fan fest. This is kind of, I think, maybe an experimental thing for them. Obviously, the, part of this is to try to get more season ticket holders. So I understand that. But yeah. I think it also is to try to provide it to be more of an event where people attending it can enjoy it without the long lines and without the huge crowds and everything like that. Uh, I mean, there are other ways they could have done this. They could have maybe charged for the event, which would have kept a lot of people away and it yeah. still allowed fans that aren't season ticket holders to come to the event. Uh, I saw the Houston Astros at their fan fest were giving fans like a or season ticket holders like a fast pass option. I mean, sure. let's be honest. This is how Disney created Fast Pass in the first place. <laughs> Fucking people with money were like, you know what? I would pay money to not stand in this line. And Disney was like, I hear you, son. I can, that's I can that's make just that so happen. different, though, because it, at Disney, you're there for the rides. Like, you're there for those things. And not everybody is at FanFest. Not everyone right? not at FanFest is there for there. the bouncy house, sure. right? Like, I don't know if I don't know if you're how much money you're necessarily willing to pay to have, you know. You, you get the bounce house before anyone else does. Like I, I don't know how much value that necessarily has. I do wonder if there was a way for the D-backs kind of along the lines of, of what you just said to maybe add some additional component rather than subtracting FanFest, you know, for everyone. Maybe there was a way that they could have added something to it that would have given those season ticket holders, those insiders, some sort of a special perk within this sure, event that sure, already sure. exists. Or maybe they add another event on top of it. Maybe, um, maybe time blocks. Maybe have it like season ticket holders can come in from noon to three and no one else can during sure, that time. And sure. maybe, you know. Yeah, like something that, because I think one of the things that anyone who, who's been to FanFest is well aware of is it's not like you can go up and talk to you know, Josh Rojas for 20 right, minutes. Like right. the players don't have that much time because if, there's so many people there. Yeah, if you're if, if you're in the autograph line, you're usually getting a quick autograph maybe and, and a picture leaning across a table with the right. guy, right? We are in a unique position as Arizona Diamondbacks fans to live in the same state where spring training occurs, right? right. A lot of these other franchises, they have to have 
you know, obviously this the fan fest is important because this might be the last time the fans see them until they come back for the regular season. Right, right. right. It's a great point. <clears throat> Excuse me. But here in Arizona, we have the ability to go and go to the Diamondbacks workouts and sit there at the fence and be five feet away from them while they're doing catching drills. And then they come over and chat with you for 10 minutes and sign autographs and take pictures with you. And it's a much more personal experience. Same thing with spring training games. Like the, the if you get to a spring training game an hour before the game starts, you're, you're going to have unprecedented access to the players. And we yeah. live here in the same state where FanFest happens. You know, like I, I get it. This isn't going to be a popular decision. And I don't think the Diamondbacks are necessarily expecting it to be. But I do think that they realize that this this thing at, at Salt River Fields isn't, or I'm sorry, at Chase Field, this fan fest isn't necessarily the best experience. I will say that I know a lot of fans will probably miss like the Q&A stuff that they did, both yeah. with like alumni as well that as was, players. That was probably a lot of fun that, that we're missing out on. Yeah, that was my like, I've only been to fan fest a, a couple of times. It was many years ago. Uh, when I was a, a wee lad, I was a big, big D-backs <laughs> you mean, fan you growing mean two up. Years ago? Is that yeah, about that two years two ago. Yeah, about two years ago. But I, I do remember the Q&As being like my my favorite thing. Um, I don't remember what I asked, but I know I asked Greg Schulte a question. Mm, um, yeah, you did. And I and I felt really How cool about it. How do you pronounce your R's? <laughs> I felt really cool about it because Greg Schulte was not... He wasn't the one, like he wasn't the interviewee. He was the interviewer. So it was like people would ask questions and he was kind of the facilitator. I don't even remember who else was on the stage with him. Yeah. But I asked a question to Greg Schulte, like even though he was the facilitator. Yeah. I don't know. I got I got like this this applause from the crowd because <laughs> everyone was excited about Greg Schulte. And I was kind yeah. of pointing out, you know, just the, the legend that he is. But yeah, I think that's the like... The connection part with the players, that's what I think people are really going to miss. They're, I don't think people are going to miss the bouncy houses or the long lines or those things. But you're going to miss being able to have these moments with players. And and as you're saying, that this was not necessarily the best platform for that, just given how many people were there. Um, if you've never been out to like the couple of weeks before spring training games actually start, like those couple of weeks where practices are happening but games haven't started yet, it's really an extraordinary experience. Players are just kind of all over the place. You might even have more access to them then yeah. than you would at FanFest. So I would highly recommend taking advantage of that. But I do also understand there's something to be said for an event where the players are there knowing that they're going to be interacting with fans, knowing that that's their sole purpose in being there. Um, and there's going to be some memories that I'm sure are lost because of because of this no longer no longer existing. Uh, Gabriel and Chris apparently were there when you asked this question. Oh, there so we go. You had there some we go. fans in attendance for sure. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I know. Like I said, I, I know it's, there, there's things that people will miss. I know that a lot of people really liked going into the clubhouse, which is something that you don't ever get to do, you know, or just taking a tour of the building in general. Um, being there, the excitement of the season being there and this kind of being the kickoff for it. I just definitely encourage everybody to come out to spring training games, especially the workouts. The workouts are free. You don't even need to the come The workouts out. are wild. They There's really just are. players everywhere, and they're, like, right next yeah, to you. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. They'll, they'll, they'll be doing bunting drills right over here, and you'll see the starting lineup essentially over there. They kind of organize them in groups and, and pods, like you could tell. Yeah. But all of it is, is, in my opinion, going out to workouts is better than spring training. Not only because you're like actually, yeah, you're actually seeing them play. You're yeah. seeing them practice. Yeah. You're seeing like some of the drills that they do to get ready for the season. It's, it's really cool. I also really like the just seeing the players not in game mode, 
So they're kind of like they're they're messing around with each other. There's some jokes. You get to see Madison Bumgarner in a good mood, like making cracking jokes. Like I remember when he was he was doing like some batting practice. He was like throwing BP to some of the guys, and he was getting mad because they were cranking balls off of it. You know what I mean? Like there's there's stuff like that. That's just uh, again there's. There's all sorts of uh, fields for you to move around in and stuff. It's just a unique experience. And not everybody gets to do that. Not every uh, team allows that access to their players during their workouts, during spring training. And again, we all live here. So again, it's just a matter of driving a little different direction down the Salt River Fields where they could honestly be holding the Fan Fest there as well. Yeah. I mean, if you talk about space issues and lines and such, there there's probably something to be said about holding it back at Salt River Fields. However... Some people didn't like that either. I, I I wasn't a big fan of it. I think Chris said she wasn't either. So I know that, uh, you know, we we have some things to say there. But, you know, again, the Fan Fest stuff is for organizations that their fans don't get to see them until April rolls around. You yeah. Know, and, and I do think, though, thing. I do think Brett makes a good a good comment here. Um, as someone who works until five, going to spring training workouts isn't really ideal. That's why a Fan Fest setting is somewhat nice because it gives everyone a chance to be together with other fans. That's yeah. a great point. great point. They are often like weekday mornings and not yeah. that many people's schedules are compatible with that. So Very true. There, there's a lot to be lost with FanFest. There are some silver linings given the access that, that you know fans have to their team here in Arizona with spring training happening here. But there's no doubt that their fans are losing in, in this, right? Uh, no FanFest overall, I don't think can really be viewed as a good thing at the end of the yeah. day. There are some other things that are close. It's, you know, there are some ways to make up for it, but it is it is a sad loss for the fan base. What if for a less expensive experience, what if you could become an Advantage member? What if, let's just say, instead of having to pay the cost of season tickets, they offered a way for you just to become an Advantage become a member? member like, and then you could get to go to exclusive events and maybe have the merch without actually purchasing yourself a, a seat for 81 games. I don't know. I could see it. Like like they, kind of an in cuz like becoming a season ticket holder is a big step It's for a big a step. It's very like, expensive and it's a, not only that but it's a huge time commitment, you know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's an in between there where like you can still be in on the team. Like you can still be kind of an insider in some yeah. sense without necessarily making that big right. of a commitment. Because we're game time guys over here. That's what we do. We hop on game time. We hop on the game time. We buy our tickets last minute and we save 60% off. We're not trying to commit to 81 games. Jesse and I don't have time for that. We work, We cover this team. We can't even commit to 81 <laughs> games. Can't even do that. So, uh, But you know what? Go while we're talking about it. Go grab the game time app. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. And of course, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets uh, through the link in the description. Maybe if FanFest tickets were available uh, to purchase, and you can get them on Game Time app, and there get them go. the day of sixty percent. I don't know. I'm 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 an ideas guy. I'm just trying to figure this out and trying to talk through it. Uh, but like I said, I do know that per based on my personal experience uh, of being a dad and taking my daughter there, and mostly doing it for her to enjoy it. You know, especially considering how often I'm already at Chase Field. It uh, it, it's it is what it is. It's, it's it probably wasn't as special for you. Given it really that, wasn't. Uh, I mean, yeah, it really you were wasn't. There like all said, the time. And and again, it's it's kind of a if you're a parent with high anxiety like I have, it's kind of a nightmare chasing a four year old around in a, a crowd that size. Wow, you took stuff. her when she was four. Oh, I've been taking her since she could. I've been taking her since she was born. I think so. <laughs> we've been we've been fan fest for life. But uh, we came across an interesting tweet in regards. Speaking of Chase Field. Uh, to ballparks proximity to the downtown areas of the city 
that they are in. And we actually found this to be a little fascinating. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks A in there, as you can see, fairly close to downtown, almost right damn on top of it. But uh, if, if there was a change that would occur where it would move the Diamondbacks to Salt River Fields, uh, they would probably be in the same vicinity as the Texas Rangers are being the furthest away from the downtown area, right? Pretty close. Yeah, I mean, not I mean they wouldn't move to Sarver Fields, but if they move like in that general right, vicinity right. That's what then I mean. yeah, yeah. then yeah, yeah, I mean that area of Scottsdale is I don't know if they're do you think these are like as the crow flies or I don't know exactly yeah. how these how these are measured out, but I don't, I don't either, but the D-backs would be more so on the outskirts here whereas right now obviously they're right right downtown, yep. which is you know, I think maybe has some some non-ideal aspects to it, but Chase Field is centrally located. It, there's there's no getting around it's that. It's fairly advantageous, but it's definitely not like Arizona's real hotspots, right? Or Phoenix's real hotspots. Phoenix's real hotspots are in Tempe and Scottsdale, and those are the areas where if you can move, you know, the stadium to or have a stadium located near it, there's benefits to the area surrounding it and how much other things there are to do in that area, bringing in fans. And, you know, again, like well, like we keep talking about with the Colorado Rockies uh, ballpark, you just casually go. You don't care how bad or good the team is. You just go. And then after you go and sit and watch the game for a little bit, you go hang out, get something to eat around that area, enjoy enjoy some shopping, enjoy some fun. The The Diamondbacks, unfortunately, don't really have that in close proximity to them to themselves right now or to, to Chase Field, I should say. Um, the poor Texas Rangers. Look, man, I have been. Out I, I have things. driven to that ballpark. I've also driven to. It's in Arlington. It's like yeah, halfway it's so between away. Dallas and Fort Worth. I right. think. And then you also have uh, the Dallas Cowboys Stadium out there in the middle. It's like of directly nowhere, adjacent either. to the ballpark. It's, yeah. it's awful. Yeah, like it's really awful. Like we went there for WrestleMania, and it was an incredibly far distance uh, to drive out that direction. So, and then there's nothing to do out there. I don't know if that's changed. Especially with those two stadiums, I imagine that they're going to build some sort of entertainment district like every team wants to do. I'm not that familiar with the area. I imagine they probably have some stuff around those. It, I mean, it, it, when I, the last time I went, which wasn't too long ago, it was literally really? just like fields. Where yeah. the Dallas Cowboys play? It's yes. just like open. F- interesting. Yes, yes. yes. I'll show you pictures later. I'm not going to bother you guys with this, but uh, Jesse and I have been arguing all morning, so we need to really <laughs> hash that one out. Um, speaking of which, make sure to grab yourself a Die Hards membership. Get Jesse's wonderful writing. Uh, over at gophnx.com. If you haven't done so already, we talked about it being locked behind a paywall. We don't want to do that to you. So, of course, uh, it's limited, but we also give you other stuff like we were talking about. We give you a free piece of merch from the phnxlocker.com every single year you're a member. You also get 20% off on your orders over there and exclusive merch like the uh, jacket I just purchased myself that I can't wait for it to get here because it's so cold here in Arizona right now. I need so cool. I need all the warmth I can get. This guy, you can see how thin this guy is. It ain't cutting it, for sure. Not cutting <laughs> it at all. Uh, but, of course, get yourself a Die Hard membership, and you will get access to all of the Die Hard content from Jesse, Craig, and uh, Gerald, everybody else here. It's amazing stuff. Uh, and, of course, get access to our members-only uh, events, much like the Fan Fest. So I'm not going to defend the fan fest, I guess, a little bit there because we're going to be doing members only events as well. So uh, also, if you're here right now in the YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe, uh, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Uh, And if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there. Leave us a review. We appreciate you doing so. Uh, Regardless of where you're watching or listening to us, go on the YouTube and give us a thumbs up. That's 
We're not going to do the show anymore. We're done. We're, the show is coming to a grinding halt right now until we get more likes. Uh, and that's the way that that's going to happen. I'm sorry. That's it's Jesse's rules, not mine. He is <laughs> he, he's he's a firm he's a firm believer in the pl- in the in the likes. But uh, anyway, also, if you guys check out our friends over at Underdog Fantasy, I wish Shane was here. Damon, can you give us can, can you give us your best bark? Can we get her up? Oh, that's a good shame bark. I love it. I love Shane's it. bark yesterday was not good. How I, dare you? It was not. That was How not the sound you? of a dog. I don't know what. I don't know what don't know. creature yelps like that. An when underdog. It, when it's in. An okay. Underdog. Not uh, an overdog, Jesse. Uh, an underdog. An underdog, makes uh, an underdog does daily fantasy differently. Of course, you can get down with your friends. Uh, draft some teams against five of your friends and the highest scoring squad for that night wins hard, cold hard cash. Hard cold cash. I'm. Uh, it's language is hard for me today. Uh, I will also say this: uh, forget playing an entire fantasy season to win that money. Do it in one night. That, that, again, we're we're getting things done quickly around here. We don't have time to play an entire NFL fantasy football season, so we're going to get it done in one night over at Underdog Fantasy. Also, get down on their pickup games. Uh, so much fun uh, and so much money to be made. Of course, we are riding on pitch counts this MLB season, and I am not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not changing my opinion about that. But it's this easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. So do so now on the Underdog Fantasy app. Uh, Jesse, it is time for us to get out our report cards for yet another Arizona Diamondbacks player on their 2022 season. And this time we are grading Mason Saunders season. Oh, sorry. No, grading Madison Bumgarner season. So let's go. We got some grades to hand out. Uh, first of all, obviously, we know this isn't going to go well. You know, you know, this is already uh, uh, not not a great season. But we my, do have some my positive- grades are honestly, they're a little bit kinder than I think. Really? I kind of expected. Can we take a look be. at Jesse's grades? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Throw them up there. Was that mine? Was that Jesse's? I think that, Which was, one was, I think that? that was yours. Oh, yeah, let's throw Jesse's up there. Uh, ooh. D on the fastball. I huh? mean, they're not they're not that bad, right? right. I mean, for uh, for the season that Madison Bumgarner just had, it was it was obviously not great across That's, the board. But yeah, wow. all right. So I'll 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 run through these. So fastball, I have a D. Me and Derek had an argument about making fastball a category because Bumgarner uh, throws two fastballs. If it was up to Jesse, he would have fastball, four seam. He would have uh, what else? We'd be grading uh, cutter, spin, rate. spin we'd be, rates. We'd be grading yeah. all sorts. We'd be of, here we'd, all have, day. we'd have like 25 categories. You saw what he probably. did with the football assignment yesterday. <laughs> Couldn't stay on task one bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Bumgarner has two fastballs. He has the cut fastball and then he has the four seam. Um, and both pitches last year from a, from a batted ball perspective, like what happened when they were put in play, uh, neither pitch, uh, fared particularly well, uh, last season for Madison Bumgarner. Um, his cutter though, tends to be the, the better offering Brent Strom talked about during the season that his cutter is actually something they've identified as a plus pitch, like a strength for Madison Bumgarner. Um, but it didn't necessarily look like that, uh, through the, through the season, you look at the numbers, uh, like I mentioned, his cutter opposing hitters hit 306 with a 513 slugging percentage when they put it in play. His four seamer 326 with a 606 slugging percentage. Neither of those look particularly great. Um, I will say his fastball velocity has not changed that much. If you go back to Madison Bumgarner's Correct. prime days in San Francisco, maybe half a mile an hour, maybe maybe a full tick. 
um, but not not much, not enough to make a big difference in my mind. So would you say it's his command that has changed mostly? I think the command is absolutely what has changed. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just skip down and talk about that now. I have a D for command. Um, the thing with Bumgarner is that he's not walking that many guys. Uh, his walk yeah. rate is still is still better than the average walk rate. He had a 7% walk rate last year. The league average is 8.4%. So he doesn't walk that many hitters. But there's a difference between command and control, right? Control is like you're throwing the ball around the zone. Bumgarner does do that. Command is throwing the ball exactly where you want to throw it. And Bumgarner has not done that since coming over to the Diamondbacks, really. He really has struggled to hit his spots, and his stuff is not overpowering. And so when he's not hitting his spots, it's just it's going to get hit. And that's exactly what's happened. Uh, curveball, I have a C+. Plus. It's graded out pretty decently, graded out pretty decently this past year, but he doesn't throw it that often. It's not a swing and miss pitch. It's just kind of a get me over pitch. Um, change up, I have a C, uh, which I think his change up was was fine this year. If you look at the numbers, it it was it was actually okay. Uh, it took a, a bit of a step forward from from past years. Um, opposing hitters against Bumgarner's change up this year actually a little surprising. They hit 145 against his change up with a 246 slugging percentage. So really, really big improvement from a year ago uh, when they hit 302 with a 472 slugging percentage. Uh, but again, it's not an out pitch. It's not a pitch that's going to get a lot of swing and miss. So it's still very limited. Um, and he doesn't throw it that much to begin with. Uh, durability, I have a C plus. Uh, that's just because Bumgarner was available. I know, he, you know his season finished a little bit early at the end of the year, but he was healthy uh, pretty much throughout the entire season. That, you know, I mean, having Madison Bumgarner make that many starts was maybe not necessarily the best thing for, for the team as a whole, um, but he was available for them, and there's certainly certainly value in that. Uh, dog and him, Derek, I have a C. So I wasn't, I was I don't feel too strongly about that, but, you know, just kind of right, right in the middle. Those are my grades. I don't know what to say about that. I don't know. I mean, uh, I was nicer to him than you were, which is something that's a common theme here when it comes to you, me, and Madison that's Bumgarner. That's fair. Uh, let's throw up his... Baseball savant numbers, though, to just back up uh, Jesse's uh, claims here a bit on on his report card, and as you can see here, uh, does not does not rank it's a very lot of blue. A lot of blue, <laughs> a lot of single digit percentiles. Uh, not great, not great. Um, but his fastball spin is just slightly better than average. Uh, walk percentage is just slightly better than average. Yeah, he doesn't There's walk many guys. Things. So yeah, uh, t- let's take a look at my report card again. I, I favored him a little bit better. Uh, I still like that cutter. Uh, I'm giving him a B, a B on the for fastball. fastball. Yeah, I know. going to B on a fastball. I'm going B opposing on, hitters at more over 300 look, on that. I'm fastball. going B minus on command and B minus on durability as well. So if we really just want to address those and get those out of the way, uh, I, I agree with what you said about. Uh, I, I think I might have switched these grades up. I think I was meaning to do the C <laughs> on the changeup and D plus on the curveball. Uh, yeah, a B on the beyond, fastball. Beyond the and fastball is bullish there. You've got some real explaining to do there. Uh, the reason why I'm giving him a B on the fastball, if we, if we could go back bullshit. B for bullshit. And look, I don't need Saul coming in here right when I'm in the middle of my explanation. But look, if his fastball spin rate has been as good as it is, then I had a hard time giving him just, 
you know, a, a, a terrible grade here. His fastball is his best pitch, is cutter. Is, his so, cutter is his best pitch. Yeah, and since we lumped them together here in one category, that's mostly the reason for the B. Uh, his other pitches best are... Best pitch doesn't necessarily mean good pitch, though. Whatever. Unfortunately. I, I, yeah, it's not as good as it, it ever was, and it was never really that great, to be honest. Uh, his location, uh, his command... He, he struggled with it. I'm going to just straight up say that. But uh, the only reason why he was able to be, I guess, as effective as he was this season was command. And that's the reason why I gave him the B minus. Like, he's not he's not effective, right? But he, he did pitch a lot of innings, <laughs> right? Taking a look at Madison Bumgarner's overall. Uh, Are you seeing what Brett's saying in the comments right now? Derek took an extra dose of OGs before making this report card. All. Can uh, Derek be my teacher? I his, would have had a perfect 4.0. He, he went seven. <laughs> he went seven and fifteen with 158.2 innings pitched and a 4.88 ERA. Don't bullshit me here. This guy doesn't have good stuff. So the command is the only thing really that's keeping him anywhere in being a starting pitcher. Uh, that's that's my honest. You know, he's yeah, not blowing that's, that's anybody fair. away with his stuff, right? So the only thing that's keeping him. Even slightly effective as a pitcher is be is is his command, and like you said, it's more of control and command. Yeah, it's, more, uh, it's a lot more, more control. control but we yeah. uh, we 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 condense these down into one category again because we had to figure out how we're going to fit all of these on 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 this report card graphic. But uh, durability, you can't argue with his durability. In fact, he finished his season early. He was so durable that he he pitched the innings they want him to pitch. And they pulled him out early. I don't know if that's what durability means. No? Well, how often was he injured? I mean... How often was he injured? How often was he not available? The the reason I went with a C-plus on durability, it's a fair point you're making. He didn't really miss starts. But there's a difference between, like, being available to pitch and being, like, effective. Like, at the top of your game when you're pitching. And I, no, I feel that's like that's not at all what durability. No, means. but let me let me make this point. <laughs> no. I think there's a larger narrative with Madison Bumgarner that he's durable in the sense that he is available to pitch. He, do, he hasn't gotten hurt that much other than his first year with the D backs. Um, but the issue is that when he has been on the mound, he does he hasn't been durable in the sense of like like longevity. Like he he he's 32 years old, right? Madison Bumgarner is not that old. We, we've seen other guys age significantly better than he has. And a lot of this is just that he has over 2,000 innings on his arm, right? It's yeah. hard for a pitcher to, to last no matter how young they are. Um, you know, and 32 is still, obviously, you're, you're getting, you know, you're, you're aging, you're getting into the latter part of your career. Um, I mean, this is going to be his, fourth, his 15th season in yeah, baseball. Yeah, so I, my point with, with durability is just that he has been available. He hasn't been injured but I also think there's like at a certain point in your career, there's just so many miles on your arm that you're just not the pitcher that you were when you're out there, even when you are healthy. And I think that's the that's the big concern with Mad Bum moving forward. Marky Mark forgot Mad Bum was on our team. I'm I'm sorry to remind you of that. Uh, my last grade there, by the way, was an A for dog and him. And you're never. Yeah. What do we con- What do we got there? What What's the explanation there? What do you mean? What's the explanation? Do you not remember when this man had an umpire caress his hand while looking at him dead in the <laughs> eyes and the way that he reacted? You know, that's a good point. That, I probably should have gone higher on dog. And yeah, him. come on. Uh, the shit that this guy had to put up with and the way that he fought back. I can't. Uh, you look. He might not. He might not be as effective as he once was. He might not be the pitcher he once was. But I'll be damned if the fire isn't still alive in that man. Right. Period. That's that's the reason why he gets an A. <laughs> I wanted to give him an A plus, but I re- I'll keep it at an A. 
Okay. Uh, that's all I got, though. It's a lot um, of restraint that you yeah, showed no. there. You're just um, a nice guy, Derek. Hey, you know, he deserves <laughs> it. Uh, the big question, obviously, not if he can rebound, right? We know he can't rebound. But uh, I think the big question for this season is where where does he fit? Um, and is this the season where he finally falls out of the starting rotation and maybe possibly accepts another role? I, I don't know what Mad, Mad Bum would look like coming out of the bullpen, but to be honest, I'm not opposed to seeing it. You never know. I think Mad Bum might be opposed to seeing it. Mad Bum's definitely opposed to seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just the thing. Like when you have these, you know, these pitchers who've kind of had legendary careers, I mean, in some ways, Madison Bumgarner's career has been that, even though it obviously hasn't gone so well sure. since he joined the D backs. Uh, but yeah, I just don't know. Like, I think Madison Bumgarner would rather, at least there's a possibility that Madison Bumgarner would rather not be pitching in the big leagues anymore than in in a bullpen role. I think there's a lot of a lot of these veteran starters who feel that way. Yeah, like, no, I'm not. I'm when not my interested time is in up, trying my to reinvent myself. Yeah. I would rather just ride off into the sunset and you know, uh, you know, become Mason Saunders again in in Madison Bumgarner's case. So, Todd. Brings up Rich Hill being 42 and Adam Wainwright being 41, still throwing good. We definitely wouldn't accuse Madison Bumgarner of being in the same class as either one of those guys. Or, At least not in terms of how well they've aged. Yeah, yeah. and on longevity, right. But, yeah. um, you know, it is what it is. I think Steamer has a 4.98 ERA for Bumgarner next year. That seems year. fairly on pace with his basically increase. the same basically the same season as he just had. If, if you take out the 2000, I think, 2020 season, I mean – you know he's he's had that general decline and it's kind yeah, of right four, there. Yeah, four four six seven ERA in twenty twenty one four eight four, eight, eight. eight eight last year. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, it is what it is. Madison Bumgarner, I think, is one of maybe two pieces that don't fit with the rest of this team. That's a vast improvement from where they were uh, a few years ago. And one of two pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the other one? I'm gonna leave that up to mystery. I'm going to leave that up for you to okay. wonder about. Uh, his name's Mark Melanson. Okay, that's right. that's. Um, but the uh, <laughs> the the thing here is is that this this team is trending in the right direction as far as figuring out who their core is and where 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 they're going to go. So at the very least, it's not like there is a whole bunch of of guys on big contracts like this on the team that really are hindering it from doing you know. Making financial moves or doing anything else, yeah. As a Bumgarner's contract is ridiculous, and of course, it's unfortunate it's, when your highest paid player is also a guy you're not sure if he's going to make the team. Right. Never, never a good place for especially a smaller market team like the D-backs to be in. Uh, well, and I don't like the accusations, but yeah, I did have OGs. So what? What are you? What's your point? I don't like that those are being tied <laughs> together with my report card. But you should try some as well because OGs is obviously all about flavoring life, uh, and they also have. Uh, their new strawberries and cream happy balance ratio, uh, which is a CBD to THC one-to-one ratio. Uh, and it is hitting the shelves very soon. You can find it at your local dispensary. Uh, and we've, we talked about it a little bit. It's for people that maybe want some of the benefits uh, from OG's edibles without having some of the euphoric feelings. I don't know why you would want that, but I get it. Some people have stuff to do. Uh, I just have this show to host and you know how they feel about it out there. So, of course, make sure to grab yourself some strawberries and cream. Uh, they're going to be fire. It's going to be a delicious, uh, another delicious addition to the OG's lineup. And you can find them at your local dispensary. Must be 21 or over to enjoy. Jesse, tomorrow, last tomorrow. Wednesday, tomorrow. Four Peaks Brewing Company out at the A Street Pub. Make sure to join us. We're going to be out there live along with all of these 
maniacs in this place doing our show, drinking beers and having a good time. Bring uh, your bring your parka. It's going to be chilly out oh there. Oh, God, Jesse. <laughs> Didn't you live in Seattle? I don't even understand how you survived that place. I don't know either, oh, honestly. I, I, I think it took about a month after moving back here. You know what it was? It was the summer. It was like once you've experienced an Arizona summer, then your barometer for comfort, <laughs> comfortable temperatures just gets completely thrown out of whack. Yeah. And suddenly 60 degrees is just like, mm-hmm. like brisk, like, bri- like 60 degrees is yeah. just, is just a brittle. There's just a chill in the air. That's uncomfortable. So, uh, tomorrow will be a little bit of a chill. Jesse's going to be all so. wrapped up. He's going to have a scarf on. Yeah, I will, I will probably have a scarf <laughs> on. Yes. Uh, but you should join us of course at the eighth street pub. Uh, we will be enjoying $3 beer specials all day, as well as the amazing food that they have out at Four Peaks. So come say hi to us. Uh, enjoy the shows. And, uh, you know, if you can't join us, grab some Four Peaks beer and join us remotely like you normally would. Uh, and enjoy Responsible. Must be 21 or over to enjoy. Uh, and I can't wait to get my hands on their new Recreational Juice Dank IPA and their Staycation Super Juicy IPA because they are going to be fire. Uh, Jesse, speaking of fire... Uh, well, I guess this would be the opposite direction of fire. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks spring training cap is here, oh, folks. This isn't speaking of fire uh, at all. <laughs> and it looks uh, incomplete, to say the least. All right, let's like putting it nicely. Uh, this thing right here is not a very good looking hat. Let's take a look at what this hat looks like. Uh, I, I think it's been compared to an unfinished coloring book. I just definitely saw some <laughs> comparisons to it being a uh, truck stop hat that you could buy for about $10 at any uh, Love's around the valley I, I don't i don't know jesse what are your thoughts on on this we're doing the mesh again so we're gonna give bald guys a gradient <laughs> sunburn on the back of their head i don't like that i mean the gradient's a good look no right? like everyone loves no gradient. no i don't know if you saw the reception to that but it is quite the opposite i guess jesse do you hate it a little or do you hate it a lot is my question <laughs> those are the only two those options, are the two huh? options um i hate it a little i hate it a little I think that if they hadn't done the mesh in the back, I think it'd be a much more interesting hat. The other change I would have made is put a little splash of red in there, yeah. you know, a little Sedona red. Well, uh, some of the other teams do have the same cap, but they are colored green. Yeah, the Oakland like, A's the Oakland have A's green. The Angels have a like a really bright red. Yeah, if this was like the Sedona Rangers have red, a good blue in there. Uh, Sedona red, like in the back, even if it was the mesh in the front, and maybe the trim around the D. Uh, but we, we, I don't know. I don't know. There, uh, there are, uh, there are, uh, and there's an entire lot of hats like this. There are a lot of black ones like this. The Diamondbacks aren't the only one with this incomplete looking of a logo. The Colorado Rockies is also black and white, but that one yeah. looks much better. It's a much more interesting design. Or as like you said, it I looks like the think... DMVR logo. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, prepare yourself for another lawsuit. Did resemble you the guys. <laughs> we ride at dawn. <laughs> I I also think that using the like this particular snake logo on the front, it doesn't seem like that's necessarily. Yeah, the I like the A. One among I, I think the, the A. Stands. Yeah. I think the A would be better. To me though, it doesn't look like a gas station hat. It looks more like um I don't know like you know when you like you have like a picture or something and you want to put on a hat like for a family member or something yeah and you go and, to like yescustoms.com yeah yeah you go to Vista Prince or something <laughs> and and you you know you upload your picture and it looks a little grainy it doesn't yeah, look quite right it's not quite as I can't get it as big as I'd like it yeah. to but I guess I'm just gonna have to leave it this size and then nothing. you get it in the mail and it and then you realize that it's made out of this weird material yeah. that just isn't quite yeah. right and that's kind of what that meant you're like I'm never gonna wear this like yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like it, you know, I'll I'll put it up in my closet or something, but I'm probably not going to wear it anywhere. It's, I like the simplicity though. I there is something about the simplicity that I think could look cool. This just I think this they just need, isn't a good execution. I think it. they nailed it on the All-Star game hats last year with the simplicity, right? Yeah. When it came to like just using basic like the gold trim and everything. It was a sharp-looking hat. Uh, and it was, you know, uh, I, I liked it. It was kind of generic, but it was what it was. This is kind of the opposite of that for being plain. Like, I mean, it's just too, too plain. Uh, yes. And Chris Cummings, I did say trim around the D. I, I laughed about that earlier when I said it then, and I'm still laughing about it now. Uh, we do have news though on this. We have breaking news. We have inside sources that have been texting me ever since we sent that tweet out that apparently this is not the actual spring training hat that the Diamondbacks will wear on field. Which we kind of suspected at the beginning. It's like a, it's like a, just a bunch of stuff that you can buy. Like fans can go out and buy these hats, yep. but they're not necessarily. Yeah, it sounds like the D-backs won't be wearing these at all. So it'll be interesting to see if they do have a different spring training hat. If it's some sort of variation of this, if we're going to get sunburned, you know, minor, or, you know, major league <laughs> heads out there that are going to be sunburned with the gradient pattern. Uh, but I will say that uh, I, I like the spring training hats most of the time. The mesh doesn't bother me as much as like how plain it is really but. i think the mesh is like a that's like a d minus on your grade grade for a yeah for See? like hat material and you it's guys just told really, me i was being really too nice bad. this guy wants to give it a d minus on the mesh that's i don't know I don't you're know the one that. who just gave madison bumgarner's fastballs a b so i and i stand by it i stand by it i i i think that's somewhat indefensible whatever but you know uh, agree to disagree <laughs> Do you think they'll wear a special spring training hat if they don't wear this one? Or do you think they'll just wear like their normal cap? I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Usually the spring training hats are a little bit different than, you know, the hats they wear during the season. Yep. So um, I imagine that's that's still to come. The D-backs last year did have like the red bill um, on their hat for some regular season games, mm -hmm. I believe. Yep. And that used to be like a spring training thing only. So it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that in 2023. Sean's given the mesh a, an F. Yeah. You might be right, Sean. I uh, yeah, I mean, D minus, but yeah, honestly, I, it, it's the worst hat. Like, it's the one hat that <laughs> no matter how cool it looks, I honestly might not really buy it anyway just because of that. Yeah, so, that's true. That's yeah. true. Well, uh, you have plenty of money to buy whatever hat you want if you get down on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Of course, right now, there are four NFL teams left, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big uh, with the playoffs on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code PHNX. And as a new customer, you can bet $5 on the conference championships and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Make sure to keep an eye out for all of those opt-in options that they have on the DraftKings Sportsbook, as well as the future bets for MLB. If you want to get down on betting on Corbin Carroll for Rookie of the Year, you can do that now over on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, meanwhile, we thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter until the next time we do this show, which will be live from our friends Four Peaks Brewing Company, 8th Street Pub, uh, tomorrow. Uh, and with this guy. Thanks to this guy, Buddy, I should say. I tell you, no, you no, no, no free advertising. We're just going to replace oh, it. Oh, right there. Yeah. There you go. Can I, can I, Doing the job, 365. Can I open this? I'm opening this one. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, he brought it to me. My other drink was empty. And it's this is a very tall beer. And I'm very excited that he brought it to me. But uh, if you want to come watch me drink more of these, uh, I don't know. It's like like a like a like an animal in the zoo. Come out to Four Peaks tomorrow. They're A Street Pub. Uh, plenty of beers. Jesse will buy you a beer. 
Um, he told me that. Uh, and of course, uh, you can message him. I mean, about I guess, that on Twitter. I guess what, three dollars? Three dollars. Yeah, he got, he's rich. This guy's rich over here. Uh, you can follow him on, on Twitter. $3. He's uh, Jesse and Friedman. I am cap underscore caveman with a K. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Talk to the people for a second, Jesse. I want to drink my beer. <laughs> okay all right yeah you did a terrible job I'm <laughs> anyway uh, we thank you guys so much for joining that's what, us that's one thing chat. you've never you've never pulled on the show yeah, I tried. Like, i'm, I'm going like, to just consume go, this beverage yeah i'm going to drink this drink you talk now but no here i have to go back to talking uh we thank you guys for being here in the chat and uh for telling me my report card sucks uh i don't care I'm, i stand behind that be proud i'm not sure if i can splurge for the three dollars because i i still am trying to fund my my chase lounge uh, fund. So uh, we'll see if there's anything. When you come ever. out to Four Peaks, tell this guy other furniture that exists besides just Chase <laughs> lounges. It's getting kind of ridiculous over here. But uh, on behalf of this maniac, Damon and myself, we always appreciate you guys being here in the chat and joining us uh, on behalf of everyone around here. Thank you so much. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Madison Bumgarner uh, can potentially throw a fastball.